This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Palace Preview Podcast from those men at Back of the Nest. This week we've got Arsenal at home. Hope you enjoy. Well, this week it's just a dynamic duo of myself and Patrick joining us. Um, how are you doing, Patrick? I'm good, Nick. How are you enjoying your holidays? It's brilliant. Um, I've been kind of drafted in last minute. I'm in lovely North Wales, had a brilliant time, been to Port Merion today, which is the place where they filmed a prisoner. Um, yeah, mad, back, mad dash back at the weekend, ready for Monday night. But, you know, we, we fit our holidays into the fixtures, didn't we? Um, Patrick's got one eye on the Super Cup tonight. Um, the rest of us don't care. Um, while I was um, pretending to be Patrick McGowan, Patrick was watching the Women's World Cup. How was the game? I still haven't seen the highlights or anything. Was it good? It was fantastic. Um, England went ahead. Australia, Sam Kerr scored a brilliant goal. And then Alicia Russo and Lauren Hemp scored. Ellison scored the first goal for England. It was a great game. And what I love most about it is the bonding between me and my daughter. She doesn't live here at home anymore, but she comes home just to watch the games, which is awesome. And uh, with Kara, because Kara and I have a little private WhatsApp chat going on uh, during the games all the time. So it's been a lot of fun. I've really enjoyed it. I'm so proud of them making it to the final. And I hope that they can beat Spain on Sunday. Sunday, yeah. What I have noticed about it is, um, A, it was first up on the news, which is good. B, the quality of the football is exceptional. And C, um, hopefully it raises the profile of the women's game. And... um, According to the show document that I've got from Chris Clark, who is also on holiday, but <laughs> quite amusingly, he's got the network code for his Wi-Fi, but he doesn't know the network name and there are a hundred houses in his street and we just couldn't be asked to wait for that long. But Palace women are getting their season started soon. Uh, their first three games are against Reading, Durham and Sheffield United. And you can get the tickets now if you want to. Are you going to see any women's games when you're over, Patrick? You you aiming to get down to Sutton? Unfortunately, I won't be able to. They're not 
they don't fit to my schedule. But I actually bought a season ticket last year, even though I didn't go to a game to support the women's team. But um, I'll do the same thing this year. But if I can get to a game this season, I'll try. But there aren't any games in December that I can go to, maybe in March when I come back in March, but we'll see. Oh, that's good. That's good. Well done for supporting them, mate. That's um, can't think of the word, but yeah, good. Um, yeah. Palace's game against Plymouth in the Carabao Cup is now confirmed mm-hmm. for Tuesday, the 29th of August. Not sure I'm going to make that one, but uh, I know plenty of people are looking forward to it. The the uh, website today said the game was on the 15th of August, though, and I thought they must have played it last night without telling anybody behind closed I doors. Lost. I bet we lost. I once saw Plymouth Argyle when I lived in Cornwall play a pre-season friendly against Falmouth Town and Plymouth Argyle brought so many supporters to the game that they had to draft in one extra policeman. Can you believe that? One, wow. <laughs> one extra policeman. <laughs> and the Falmouth Town held them to a one-all draw. That was good. Um, I can't remember the last time we played them. It's a while ago. When championship, Falmouth, they... Falmouth or Plymouth? Oh, very good. Very good. I don't <laughs> think uh, we've played Falmouth. Um number of Palace loanees have made their first appearance as well for respective clubs. Um, and um, we've got a permanent departure. Jake O'Brien, £1 million, Leon, John Texture's Leonese, on a permanent transfer. It says undisclosed fee. I'm sure I saw a million. It wasn't, a million. It, wasn't disclosed, it wasn't disclosed by the club, but I'm sure privately somebody found that it was a million. But no one, the club never discloses fees for some strange reason. Uh, Finn Mooney went to a team and didn't, they didn't close the fee for him either so it's very strange but I'm happy for him I love Jacob Bryan don't know why we why we brought him over and never basically gave to get a chance but the fact he's at Texas team which means he might come back at some point fingers crossed maybe go to another one of his teams I'm very happy for the kid he deserves the first team chance somewhere if not Palace then why not Palace affiliate as it were yeah um, and the only other news, really, well, apart from the possibility of Decorey going to Liverpool and as they're going to Tottenham and everybody else leaving, leaving just um, the kit man and... Um, Daddy left. Think, yeah, left. Yeah, well done. Um, leaving the kit man and the woman who serves the teas to the executives in the um, family stand uh, as substitutes. Um Michael Alise, which seems to have dragged on for a long, long time with the whole release clause nonsense. Is there one? Isn't there one? The Athletic was saying there was, and they were saying there wasn't. Um, Darren Ambrose was saying there wasn't one, and he was completely um, sure about that. We've had callers into our sponsors, Talk Sports, pretty much calling Steve Parrish uh, a Muppet. Um, you're, you've been closer to to the action on what's happening there Patrick because I've been visiting castles and the sort of things you're doing in North Wales well what what's your understanding of what's going on so he definitely had the release clause of about 35 million um it's yep. been activated but Palace believe that at least it's been tapped up by um Chelsea so here's my here's my thought I have no problem that the release clause activated because people are saying why don't we renegotiate it um we got Michael Issa on a, on a release clause from, from Reading. Yeah. So it was good for them. It's good for us. So Elise is a very smart kid, has a smart agent. He only came to Palace for one reason, to leave us at some point. Um, Chelsea, who I really don't like, I'll get into that in a moment, activated the clause. But you can't tap up someone if you activate a release clause. Because once you activate the clause, you don't have to talk to the, to the club. You just go right to the player anyway. So Palace are just stalling. Eventually, this is going to get settled. 
my issue with Chelsea is this. They've got way too much money. There should be some FFP. I think they've spent close to a billion pounds since Bowley came in, which is ridiculous. And more importantly, we have done good by Chelsea in the past with players like Loftus-Cheek and, and Gallagher. We had uh, Hall, the left back. That was, deal was done. And they held it up only because of the Lise deal. And now they're going to basically sell my herd to Newcastle for like 30 million. I, I honestly, I'm done with Chelsea at the club. I swear to you, I hope somehow they get done for FFP and get relegated. I'm not even joking. They're a joke of a club. They really are. I'm done with them. They're, they're disgusting. And at least they can leave. That's up to him. Good for him. But let me tell you something. Chelsea at the club is a joke. Tugboat is a joke. The whole club is a joke. When I was a kid, Nick, you know what Chelsea were? They were West Ham. Yeah. So second division side, like like Palace, and they weren't any good. And they'd never won anything besides that FA Cup maybe in 70, 71, when David Webb scored the header. I don't remember the year. But either way, they weren't a big-time club. Now they act like they're a big club for 50 years. They've been a big club for 20 years because of Abramovich. Ran almost over. Seriously, I hope Chelsea get relegated. I cannot stand that club. They're a, they're a, they're a, they're a, they're a, they're a, they're a joke. They're a, they're a wart on the, on the bum of the Premier League right now. I'm done. Thank you. Can we have that as no new badge? A wart on a bum. That'd be good, wouldn't it? I hate Chelsea as well. I remember us playing them in the second division when Kerry I Dixon was playing for them. I, I do too. I do too. 78, and, uh, maybe? 77? No, I'm talking 80s. Oh, in the, okay, yeah, they were, exactly. They were a second division team even then. Exactly. David Speedy was playing was for there, him. Yeah, when I was there, they were. But when I was there, 78, 77, they were definitely second division side. West Ham were too. Yeah. I, I can't, I mean, I hate them. I hate them so much. Yeah. I'm sorry, I just hate them. Let's put a hex on Chelsea. And also let's hope that Newcastle go down for owners having human rights abuses. And I cannot tell you how many kids I've seen walking around Wales with Man City tops. Interestingly, um, yesterday, yeah. where was I yesterday? I was in Conway yesterday and I went to a pub to buy a coffee because I'm driving and a man walked in with a Hamilton Academical shirt on. I've never, ever seen one of those before. So Good that's one ticked off my I Spy book of football kits. Um, any other news I've missed this week while I've been away, Patrick, that you can think of? No, not really. I mean, the Lisa and, and now Decorey's being tapped up or how to go to, to Liverpool but besides that no, no there is no good news for Palace we beat Sheffield United on, on Saturday 1-0 that's about it all down on Saturday basically and I thought that was a very assured performance on Saturday um, we had enough shots on goal couple couple of goals offside you know which you know it takes about four or five games into a season to start working to your full potential but the the faces on the Sheffield United fans they knew they were going down even even when it was nil nil, you could tell that they just know they're up for one season. So the only positive for Palace, even if we do lose uh, a lot of our players and don't buy anybody in, of course, there's a couple of weeks to the to the transfer window closes. Um, is that I still think there'll be worse teams than us, so we might still scrape staying up. And I'm beginning to regret when I predicted ninth on the Can I ask uh, you a question? TikTok. Go on. Based on week one. Sheffield United aside, who else do you think is worse than us, honestly? Um, Luton, I think, will struggle. Okay, that's two. And I still think West Ham are going to struggle a bit. Yeah. I I'm really not, do. Nah. nah, they'll be fine. Plus, if Chelsea but get relegated, like what you, like uh, what you yeah, predict. I mean, 
in a perfect world, yeah, it'd be Chelsea be the third team, right? It's not going to happen again. I mean, that's fair. I mean, he's, he named three teams that's possible. I don't think West Ham are, uh, I think they'll be fine. The Wolves are going to be fine. They looked so good on Monday against United, but we'll yeah. see. You're right. You said it right. It's a long season. So it's a long season. And we don't know who we're going to get in. I mean, we've got a lot of... We've got a lot of faith in uh, Dougie Freeman, haven't we, as for bringing no. in players? Look at the players no, he's no. brought in before. No. They might no. have somebody on the back burner. Steve Parrish has gone very, very, very quiet. Um, it did make me laugh today that Crystal Palace have asked for questions from supporters for the players. And I noticed on the Facebook page, most of the questions were, are you still going to be here next week? <laughs> Which made me laugh. I love that. That's brilliant. That is fantastic. Yeah, I mean, it does make you wonder what the players must be thinking as well, especially our new player, Franza. Um, he must be thinking this is a joke of a club, mustn't he? And, and that's the thing. I mean, you know, also, or, or joking aside, you know, we talk about Dougie doing a good job. What's the point in bringing in players that want to leave within a year or two? So what's the point? We got Decorey last year. He wants to leave apparently already. Lucy's already out the door two years into it. I know we're, we're a quote-unquote studying club now. I get it. But you talk about Dougie does a good job, but Dougie does a good job based on uh, Parrish releasing the money. So you're right, he does uncover players, but let's be honest, come on, since that one window under Vieira, it hasn't been good, Nick. You have to be honest, it has not been good. Yes, yeah. Lise, Gahey, Anderson, Edward Hughes was a fantastic window. Since then, we got Decorey last year, and then we got Abue and Johnstone and Plange, and then we got um, Sammy Conga, and then obviously Ahamada. I mean, come on, the windows have been terrible. They haven't been good besides the first one under Vieira. So I, I love Dougie. I don't want to put Dougie down. But identifying players, but they're not signing them, is very frustrating. And I again, I'm sure he's doing a really good job of identifying players. But if we're not going to sign them, I mean, what's the point? I mean, I'm just getting so... I'm not getting depressed. I'm just getting so frustrated at the fact that we just don't show enough ambition. Now we're having clubs pick off our best players. It's just it's maddening. It really is just frustrating. Yeah, we'll always be... On, on to Arsenal. Arsenal. That should be fun. Yeah, I'll just we'll always be seen as a stepping stone club. And if you haven't read the Athletic article about Dougie Friedman and the whole transfer thing and how him and Parrish need to know everything's right and not really seeing the manager involved in any of this. Um, we've got a manager who's got a year's contract, which never, ever happens. Um, God knows what uh, Mr. Hodgson's thinking about all this. Right. Um, yeah. On to Arsenal. I didn't see their game. Did you see their game? How did, how did they do at the weekend? They beat uh, the Forest 2-1. They're up 2-0, dominated the game for the most part. And then they got a major player, got injured. And then Forest scored a goal, middle to late, second half. They won 2-1. They weren't, they weren't dominating, but they were they were decent. So it's going to be a very tough game. So I, but I did watch the game, yes, I did. Did they come out of second gear at all, do you think, or not? Probably not, and that's a worrying thing. But again, the thing is, just to get to the, if you want to get to the game now, is that they do have a major injury issue with a. Uh, they got a new uh, fullback, centre half, Timber, who came from Ajax, and he's out. He got an ACL apparently. He's out for the season already. Um, obviously, you know Jesus is out. The striker's out. So they have some issues with injuries. But again, they're a quality side. They're very deep. They're looking to go into the market and add more players. They added Declan Rice, 100 plus million. They added Kai Harrod from, from Chelsea. So they're not going to be uh, weak, but they're going to be weakened, as it were, for, for, for Monday's game. Yeah, Zinchenko and uh, Jesus uh, could be back. 
we don't know whether that's uh, Mikel Arteta uh, playing games with us. Um, I did do a bit of a head-to-head earlier uh, to find out how we've done against them in the past. Um, so uh, I just need to get that up because um, you may not have noticed, but uh, Chris Clark was due to host, but as I explained earlier... Um, so I sent him some links earlier on. He sent us a quiz, which uh, I will just keep uh, brief and you can tell me what you think about that in a bit. Um, Arsenal's record against Crystal Palace. Okay, so first played us in the FA Cup in 1934 when they beat us 7-0. Oh, and, and then like... Um, Last week's game against Sheffield United, I remember asking you when was the first time we played them, and you thought it was the nineteen twenties in the league, um, nineteen sixty nine. Because obviously Arsenal have been a top flight team for so long, well, we haven't been that, that, that we haven't been. Wow. So um, we're at head. They beat us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they beat four. us. Um, they beat us five one in our first league game. Only five. Okay. Yeah, and that was on the first of November. And then they beat us 2 0 in the home game then. Um Arsenal, um, they've won thirty-one against us, drawn sixteen, and lost six against us. Six. I actually remember being at one of the games where we beat them, and that was I think John Solarco scored at Highbury. Um ninety one. Yeah, when we beat them two one. And I was in the clock end, um, which was quite amusing. And I missed both goals because I went to the bar. Um, we don't do very well against them, but are there any standout moments in the past for you when we've played Arsenal, Patrick? Well, we beat them 3-0 two seasons ago at home. That was yep. fun. Remember that? Jordan Knight scored a nice goal. I remember Yannick Valesh scored a goal away. I think it was a draw, 1-1. And yep. I remember... Edward and ben, not ben, Edward and someone scored. We we drew two two and Riviera's first season. We drew two two at, at a. I was at Highbury. See that how old I am at the Emirates two two. Yeah, I remember that goal. game. And I, and I remember the the Johan Kabai scored that great goal. We beat them also a few seasons five seasons ago. Yeah, that game at the Emirates, Arsenal yeah, celebrated like they'd won when yeah, they equalised, exactly. didn't they? Absolutely, yeah, absolutely Lacazette, mad. Yeah. Mad, yeah. Two, two. My, one of my standout goals was uh, Aki Rialati. I can't remember what year it was when we drew one all with them. Oh, yeah. Uh, quite a few years ago. That was good. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. 
At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Um, who, who, other than all the team in Arsenal, do you think we should be most worried about? For Arsenal? Yeah. Who are the danger say, players? Without a doubt, Kyle Saka for sure, and Gabriel Martinelli. The, the, the wingers. And my fear is that Martinelli is going to destroy Joel Ward because he's that good. I think yeah. Mitchell versus Saka should be pretty decent, but I'm very concerned about Joel Ward. And again, not because Joel Ward is terrible, just because, just because Gabriel Martinelli is one of the best left wingers or left attacking players in the, in the Premier League. That scares me. Midfield, I think, will be actually pretty fun because I think with Decore, if he's had into playing for Palace still, and Lerma, who played very well together in that first match against Sheffield United, can match up pretty well against Declan Rice and I'm, I'm going to say probably Odegaard or Havertz, whether it's in their, in their midfield three or, or Partey, Thomas Partey. So the midfield battle should be fun, but I think uh, on, the, on the outside, we're going to have some problems. Um, their striker, Enketia, I don't rate Enketia. So cue the hat-trick on Monday night against Palace, but I don't rate him at all. Good. So you, you'd uh, be adverse to him signing for us because he was linked earlier yeah, in the window, I, I, wasn't he? I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't want him. Um, I'd rather have um, Balogun, the American slash English player who's, who they're frozen out as a striker, who's rumoured to be going somewhere for 40 million. I rate him a lot. He's quick. He presses. He's a better goal scorer for me than Nketiah. Less experienced. You know, last year he was playing in a, at Reims in France. But I, I really rate uh, Florian Balogun, but he's he's outpriced himself or they've outpriced him for us. And then Ketia again, his wages, Nick, are about 100 grand a season, 100 grand a year. We're not paying Ketia 100 grand. I thought we were paying Wilf last season. So that's another pipe dream. Plus, I don't even rate him anymore, so it doesn't matter. On the subject of Wilf, just uh, going on a little diversion, did you see that clip on Twitter no, of his no, first no. first touch watched, for Galatasaray? No, no. I, watched the, I watched the entire game. Yeah. Will played well, so I mean that's that's a that's like a dr thing because he hates Galatasaray. I watched the entire game. Will played a fine game. That that little clip is ridiculous that they put it on. So I'm not even going into that. No, he played. He played actually played really well. I thought second half he came on, he was fine. But you know, if you want to clip him up because they're mad that he left, feel free. But no, I'm not buying into that. I watched the game. I watched the entire game. He played fine. So I'm just gonna just gonna critique what you said there, and I totally agree with you. But you're talking about all these little clip-ups that are in social media. Isn't that okay. what we're getting with the transfer rumours? What do you mean? The, well, they're not showing the whole picture. We don't know the whole picture. I didn't know the whole picture of the game because I hadn't watched it. So all these little snippets of rumours and whatever we're getting, it about ain't the whole truth. About anybody, about anything that goes on in football. It ain't the whole truth. And unless you're in there and you've seen it all, you can't really you can't really I'm, comment I'm, on... I'm. I'm pretty sure at least they have the release clause that's been activated and Palace won't let, let Chelsea talk. I think, I mean, I've heard it like on 50 people have reported on that. So I don't think that's the rumor. I don't know what else we're referring to. But as far as Olise is concerned, that, I mean, the core might not be true. But I'm telling you, Olise has been activated the clause. He's going to be leaving, whether it's today, tomorrow. He's gone. So I don't know what clips you're, you're referring to with Olise. He's gone. So I don't no, know. No, I'm just talking about in general. Yeah, in general, with, with the whole in, in Katia right. rumour and, yeah, and, I mean, and whatever. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You're right. That's a good point. Okay, what Palace players uh, Arsenal going to be worried about? I mean, Lerma yeah, did a fine be, job against Sheffield United, I thought. I Possibly man of the before, match. I think the Corey Lerma, that axis in the middle was very good. I think um, 
Our central defenders, I think our, our spine, as I always call it, is very good. Anderson Gehi against Enkete should be fine. And I think that Eze, clearly, I mean, he's been, again, clipped, rumoured to be going to Tottenham. So him, he's going to want to put himself out there again against a very, a very good team. So I think Eze will be the one that Arsenal fans will be watching the most because he's by far our most dangerous player. But I think that on the sly, if he continues what he did on my, uh, last week, I think Eddie, uh, Eddie, Edward, Austin Edward could be uh, someone that they should watch out for because he had a very good game against Sheffield United, in my opinion. His, his positioning was a lot better. And in the interview post Sheffield United game, he said he'd actually spoken to Jordan and Jordan the said to him, what, yeah. Where do you, yeah, where do you want me to put the ball? And he was in the right place smart. at the right time. Very smart. So, I like that. Hopefully we'll see a purple patch. And I've got to say, um, IU impressed me against Sheffield United as well. Yes. So, again, he's a player to watch. And he's he's much, um, not admonished, but kind of beleaguered by Palace fans, isn't he? And I, I think that's that's a little bit unfair. Um, he's, he doesn't always get the goals and sometimes he dribbles it a bit too far. But he's definitely, definitely a quality player. Definitely. It goes back. Goes back to what you said about the clips, though. I mean, that's people who clip him up. I don't really worry about that. I always rated him as a hardworking, honest uh, player for Palace. He's not spectacular, but again, as I've always said about certain players, if they were, they wouldn't be at Palace in the first place. I've never had a problem with Jordan Ayew. Never. Yeah. People get on his case unfairly, but never had a problem with Jordan Ayew ever. So. And in our chat socials, we've got a uh, 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 Michael Fairley. Um, who's interjected and said that he loves Jordan Ayew and he's a proper Palace player for me. So, um, yeah, if you've got, if you've got anything to say about that, it's high at backofthenest.com and you can tell Michael whether you agree or disagree with him. Um, question. Go on in. How, how highly do you rate Michael Fairley's football knowledge on a scale of one to ten? Um, if I was to kind of give an analogy or, or put it with his um, EF1 racing, um, he seems Which to be doing all right, but yeah. then crashes on the last lap and lets himself down. So that's how, that's how I'd put that. Um, we got referee David Coote on Monday. Um, he's refed 91 appearances and wow. given 10 red cards. Um let me just look at my stats here because I'm uh, very, very unprepared because I'm doing this last minute. Um, I've never heard of him, by the way. I've never heard of him. No, neither had I. It might Apparently, be, might he's, be good. Yeah, might be he's refereed eight Palace matches <laughs> and wow. given one foul. Under the 13 yellows, one foul. And wow. there are 12 fouls per game when he, when he referees Crystal Palace. Um, okay. Yeah. And results-wise... Um, when he's refereed Premier League games, it's a 45% chance of a home win, 34% chance of an away win, and 20.9% chance of a draw. And it's fairly similar over um, over all the matches he's done. Um, so, yeah, that's the ref. I, I'd never heard of him. I've got, I'm not going to lie, he's um, somebody I've never heard of. I've just repeated myself. Okay, Mike... Uh, not Mike. Chris gave us some quiz questions. Um, I know that you can't really have a quiz against nobody else, but we'll just see how you get on with these. I'm pretty sure I've given you the answer to this already. Um, in what year did Arsenal first play Palace? 
Yeah, I wasn't listening to you. 1930-something, 1935, was it? I wasn't 1934. Listening to I wasn't listening to you. Thank you very much, Patrick. Sorry, I wasn't. I'm sorry, I wasn't. You're worse than me, Mrs. Honesty is a, is a very important thing in people. I try to be honest. I don't like to lie to people. So, anyway, next yeah. question. Okay. In April 2017, Palace secured their first win against the Arse since 1994. A memorable 3-0 win as Arsene Wenger's reign came to a close. Which three players scored the Palace goals? I think you might have mentioned this earlier. Goodbye scored. Yeah. Um, did Will score? No. Nope. I can't remember. Shall I just tell you? Uh, wait. Goodbye scored. Luca scored a penalty. Yeah. And I don't remember the third goal score. Townsend. Be bad, though. Yeah, there's okay. a song, song, Meatloaf song. That, and that's he'll be, back, he'll be back, by the way. He'll be back in Palace shirt next week. Watch that. Yeah, was it was it you said in the WhatsApp about how we buy Elise one of the most promising players in the world to replace Townsend, who then goes off somewhere, and um, yeah, and I hear Mike Scott's um, emailing Jason Punction to try and get him out of retirement as well because yes. he's going to be so thin. I love that. I, love that. I would love Punch the and Balassi, by the way. Who scored the last Palace goal against Arsenal? That was last season. Yeah. Joe Ward, was it scored that goal last year? No, it was Jeff Schlupp. And yeah. what else was significant about that game? Joe Ward had his, uh, his Palace debut. It was Paddy McCarthy's managerial oh, debut. Not even something I want to remember. Yeah. It was a game after Vieira was sacked. I remember. Um, yeah, okay. Do you think there'll be any changes to our lineup? I'm talking about um, Palace, not back of the nest. John Stoning goal. Um, unless we sell um, Eze by between now or Decorah between now and Monday, no. There won't be any changes to line. I'm going to keep saying that until it happens. It's going to happen. So, yeah. Until the one of them is sold, no. I would say no. Yeah, on the socials, and M. Fairley wait. of Ashford has said we'll have sold seven or eight players by then. Exactly. At the minimum, seven or eight players. So, we'll put out the youth team. Why not? Well, pretty well they're all on loan. <laughs> so um if you were Roy Hogson, apart from holding your head in your hands, how would you approach the game? Cautiously. Um they're gonna be all out pressing us. It's gonna be a difficult game. Um it's not Sheffield United. My issue with Hodgson, because I'm I is you know, against the side that you know, Sheffield United last year, Leeds and Southampton, we're fine. We play the bigger clubs like last year Tottenham. We don't play as well because we are very cautious. I'd like us to kind of not be cautious, but I understand that Arsenal are one of the favourites to win the title. Going head to head with them is probably suicidal. Um, but I'd like us to come out just, you know, with the crowd behind us, you know, press, try and, you know, try and go head to head with them in midfield at least and, you know, play smart and try and get something out of the match. But I'm not encouraged by the noise around the club and or the fact we're playing Arsenal. We haven't beaten Arsenal in the last at least the last two matches at least. So. See, I'm, I'm going to be a little bit more optimistic than you. I don't think we'll you get trounced. You said we finished ninth place, so clearly you're going to be optimistic than I am. You said ninth okay. place, so yeah, that's your that's you. Um, I fought against Sheffield United without Elise. I know, I know we'll keep banging on about without Zaha. And it, uh, just as an aside, it was brilliant to hear the Palace fans singing his Just Do Good Tip for You about Eze. Uh, 
because I said before the game, oh, it's going to be a shame we won't hear that song anymore. But it was kind of heard within 45 seconds of the game starting. Um, I thought we were pretty cohesive, played pretty well. And actually the, the whole kind of structure of of the team seems very, very settled. And it was only Lerma really that has, that has come in from from what we've had before so that the players know what they're doing and where they're at um the end of last season was very positive so I, I think they'll they'll come into the game quite positively and I don't think they'll be as negative or as cautious as what you were saying and as you said earlier if Edward can get in those positions again albeit staying on side this time please Mr Odson um we might have a chance of nicking a draw so my prediction for the game is going to be one all. What's yours going to be? But there's nothing to base what you just said. There's nothing to base what you said on besides your overly, and I love it, your optimism. Because again, I'll say it again. Historically, Roy does not play, a, you know, a positive football against the top sides. He just doesn't. He never has. So I like the fact you're being optimistic, but I need to see it. So, so you're saying, sorry, you're yeah. saying because we didn't play in the top ten teams. When he was in charge last season, we did. We played Tottenham. What was the score that game? We played Tottenham. Yeah, how uh, we played. Yeah, this is true. Yeah, I mean, this we played. True. We played Tottenham. So we did. You know, we didn't play a lot of them, but we played one decent. I guess towards the end of the game, that was also terribly. But again, I got no problem with Roy this year. It's not Roy's fault. So he'll come out and do what he thinks is best. Um, having said that, I'm not optimistic only because I truly rate Arsenal. Much as I hate to say those words out of my mouth, they're a very good side. I think it'll be two 0 Arsenal. I think it was 2 0 last year. I think it was, yeah. I'm going to go with the same 2 0. My last question about the game is what do you think Gaeta's reaction will be if he's not on the team sheet again after his tweet last week? How do Uh, I get a game? You know, it wasn't him, right? That was his agent that did that. It wasn't him, actually. Really? Yeah, it wasn't him. His agent controls his, his Twitter account or whatever they call it now. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, it was a silly thing to do by social media manager. Right, it was a silly thing to do. We haven't heard anything from him all week, we, and we wouldn't have, which is smart. And I don't, you know, so. By the way, I forgot all about that. See, that's not, see, I'm so caught up in your Lise, the Corey, Eze. I thought about the Corey to think, because that's nothing. We can, he's going to have to go and get a replacement for him. We are, seriously, Nick, we are a mess. We are, seriously, we're up. <laughs> the club is a mess. I'm how, much filters, I, how much filters through to the players there on the training ground, do you think, and the team? It's a great question. I wouldn't have any idea. You know, my son's my son. My nephew's a professional player in America. I've got to ask him that. Like, you know, when you go to train, do you, do you get bothered by outside stuff? I have no idea. Me, personally, it would bother me. But, I mean, everybody reacts differently. It's a great question. Like, I'd love to know how it affects. I remember, you know what? I remember one year we had, or someone had Damien Delaney did it. He, he was on our show, right? The Back in S when we did the 12 days of Christmas or whatever, I think we had him on. We had him yeah. on at some point. I heard an interview with him. Or maybe it was another pod. I shouldn't say that. Anyway, he actually said, remember that time when we, when we lost managers? He actually said it never got to the players because they had a great core. It was him and it was uh, Jedi and all that stuff. They had a great core. He actually said it never filtered down to the players. So maybe they're oblivious. I don't know. It's a great question. I'd love to know the answer to that question. Um, if you happen to be a player that's listening, uh, email hi at back of the nest. Um, attention, Patrick. And uh, let him know. Patrick <laughs> shaking his head there. He's got he's got enough stuff going on. The great question, uh, though, it really is great question. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask something else, but I've completely forgotten. No. So 
Um, sorry, it's been a bit disjointed this week. Uh, I joined in lastminute.com. I shouldn't say that because I'm actually Airbnb on holiday, uh, advertising the others. Uh, we were just talking about bookings.com should sponsor referees um, earlier on, which I found quite amusing in my juvenile way. Um, the review team should be putting out a pod on Tuesday night for the Arsenal game. And then we will be back next week to talk about the trip to whatever Brentford Stadium's called Brentford, yeah, in near, near Kew Bridge, where I've only ever seen us draw against them that last minute Better than equaliser. losing. Better than losing. Better than losing now. So. Better than losing. Patrick, thank you very much for joining us this week. Don't forget to see our socials on the X-Twit thing. YouTube DR is back from his holiday of 10 days without sleep, apparently. Uh, we've got the after show match that Patrick's it. Well, Patrick, you're, you're here. You're there. You're every fucking where. Pat O'Connor, Pat O'Connor. Never mind where's Fotheringham with Mikey's clip that he found from 27 years ago. Um, yeah. So Mikey, please can we, uh, sort out Patrick's overtime rate? Um, we're on Facebook. We've got a back of the nest chat group. Uh, we're on Instagram. We're on uh, the toxic TikTok. Um, thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you for Mikey for producing and providing social media commentary along the way. Um, I've been Nick Gillard. Up the Palace. Fuck the Brighton. See you next time. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mate's already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.